Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, content creator for the Instagram page, Make Wads Great Again. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, we've got a fun one tonight. Got uh, two of my friends that I've been around several times uh, tonight from Wheel Wads. We've got Chris Stoutenberg and Logan Aldridge. How are you guys doing? Great. Yeah, good, man. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, so I'm excited you guys are on. So for those that uh, are listening that are not familiar with Wheelwad, so Wheelwad is really kind of the premier space in the adaptive community, which is, um, you know, something that's, I think, really near and dear to almost anyone in the CrossFit community. And and Logan and I have been talking for some time around uh, things we can do together to help this community. But Wheelwad does all the heavy lifting. uh, And you guys are the the co-founders, is that right? Or I guess, uh, Chris, you're the founder. And and Logan, you're the director. Did I get that right? Yeah, I just I've come in recently as a partner. Chris is the guy who started this whole thing many years ago. Okay, so why don't we, uh, Chris? Why don't I start with you then? So let's, uh, you know, just uh, let's familiarize the the audience with your story a little bit. How'd you get here? You know, how'd you you know come up with the idea for Wilwad? Sure. Um, so I was a university football player that uh, had an accident, gave a spinal cord injury um in 96 uh quickly moved into the sport of wheelchair basketball played um in uh the canadian national team ended up in uh, three different olympics three different world championships had a lot of success uh, in that sport and in training and saw a lot of holes in training but never really knew what the answer was um for people with uh, spinal cord injuries i didn't I, you know it was a lot of just like bodybuilding stuff and not a lot of uh, drills out there to to get people more fit. Um, when I retired from basketball uh, to have a family, I came across CrossFit. Um, quickly fell in love with CrossFit, as most people do, you know, drank the Kool-Aid right away. Um, didn't have anybody to look for. We searched around on online. We looked on YouTube. Uh, we just couldn't find any references to anybody in wheelchairs doing CrossFit. We stumbled across a couple guys in uh, the U.S. with Crossroads, which quickly developing at the same time that were amputees, but didn't have um, a massive kind of point of reference or really learn how to, to adapt exercises. So when I started, I found uh, a few followers and from those followers, a couple more, and then some guys became interested. I po- started posting some things on YouTube uh, of just what I was doing, not saying it was right or wrong, but this is what I was doing and that's how I was adapting workouts. Um, got a decent response in the first year, which uh, would have been 2012. Uh, I took a shot at the open and uh, as CrossFit does, they picked up on it and posted me climbing a rope uh, in my chair and then doing, I think it was 13, 12.1, 13.1. It was burpees and, and snatches uh, and they posted it on their, their update show and all of a sudden questions started coming out from all over the place. But, oh, can I do this? I'd like to do this. How are you going to do this? And I realized yeah, this is great. I want to compete, but if I compete, no one's going to take this thing by the, you know, by the horn. So yeah, I, could, I couldn't compete and offer a platform. So that's where Wheelwad developed was in 2013. Um, we turned it into basically, I think there was 15 guys in wheelchairs that wanted to compete. Um, so I, I adapted the open. I competed along with them, but in no means at the time because I was making up the workouts or adapting the workouts. Uh, I was just putting a score into, to see kind of increased numbers. And then the next year it grew to 
40 or 50. Basically, all we were doing is just putting for people in wheelchairs. Once we got to that point where, you know, there's about 50 guys that were looking, to, 50 guys and girls looking to compete, we developed the Wheelwalk Games. And from there, the outcry from the standing community was huge. They were like, we want to do this too. We want, we want to be in our games. We want, we want there to be a games for us. So we took on the challenge of then trying to create provisions for that. So from 2013 to 2016, um, Wheelwad was basically j- just a platform for sharing adaptive ideas uh, and then creating a spot for us to do the open. And when the games came around and everybody wanted to be involved, we quickly realized, oh, this is going to be the platform for competitive athletes. And that's kind of where we are today. With Wheelwad, we uh, we adapt quite a few different competitions for competitions that are running able boundary competitions. Plus, we host our own set of Wheelwad games, which is our version of the CrossFit Games, where we take the best to the best and uh, and put them against each other. You know, out of all that amazing stuff you just told me, the the only thing I'm going to take away is that you can do legless rope climbs and I can't. <laughs> In a chair. I haven't, a leg, I haven't done a leg rope climb since 1995. You know, I, I, rope climbs have been my nemesis since I started CrossFit. Like I, I'm scared of heights. Actually, I take that back. I'm not scared of heights. I'm scared of falling. Yeah. And, uh, I just, uh, I've just hate doing them. And when I started going to mentality, um, a year or so ago, Scott programs those things like every twice a week, swear to God, they're like always on the board. And now that I'm with the twins, they program them every single week and I hate them. And I've, I've never gotten around to legless rope climbs. You're doing them in a chair. So God bless. Mm-hmm. I, uh, maybe someday for me. Uh, so, uh, so Logan, let's uh, switch over to you. So how'd you get involved in this? Yeah, man, it's, it's still, uh, gives me goosebumps to kind of hear the whole story from Stouty to hear him, you know, tell the timeline of what in hindsight, you know, in the big perspective has been a really short amount of time. What has been an even shorter amount of time is my involvement in CrossFit. Uh, I'm still, you know, in my eyes, very much a, an amateur in this uh, in huge sport and community of CrossFit. Um, I've only been doing it, I guess, a little, a little over five years now, or a little over almost five years, a little over four years, four and a half years. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm in North, live in North Carolina, um, lost my arm at 13 in a boating accident, and I uh, was really active before and continued to be after. Um, I was left-handed, lost my left arm. So, like, I had a lot of will and desire to try to just have a lot of fun learning and sh- and showing myself that I was capable of doing things, not with one arm, but with my right arm. So, like, I became competitive in, like, everything I tried to do for my, my own sake and also to show my friends and, and really family members and, and peers that, like, yeah, dude, I'll still do the same stuff. I'm still the same guy I was before. So was super into fitness because I knew I'm going to have one arm and I'm going to want to play lacrosse and soccer and continue to just say yes to any activity that my friends are doing. Um, My one arm probably needs to be as strong as there too. Uh, And back then, you know, a young teenager um, trying to look good for the ladies, it was like, all right, this arm needs to be freaking massive. So it was much more of like, it's just strict, strict curls, try extensions, presses, you know, no legs ever had chicken legs, but just make this thing massive. Uh, that was my, that was my goal. So anyways, uh, I went to college and, um, had a great time, uh, playing some like club lacrosse stuff and, 
and hitting the weights a lot with a, a really good group of friends. And, you know, I, I don't think I realized how much I loved that environment. Uh, every day, you know, in the afternoon, getting up with a group of buddies and hitting the weights until I, I graduated. I was fortunate enough to get a great job and come back and work in IT and go to work all day and go to the, the Y or what have you in the evenings and everybody be in their own zone. And that's when I, you know, that's that was my uh, story to try and cross it. Of being just like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that how much I enjoyed working out with other people, not being with headphones in, in your own lane on a elliptical or whatever. So uh, here in Raleigh, North Carolina, went and hopped around a bunch of gyms and loved it. And when I started, this this uh, everything Stouty just mentioned of you know see, seeing this adapting the open and these group of wheelchair athletes coming together and this organization organizations being formed throughout the states like this adaptive word was uh, floating around and I was like, man, I really want to be a part of this thing. Like I've always tried to be an athlete and wanted to be strive to be an athlete with one arm. And, um, I'm really into this CrossFit thing. I want to be a part of it. So, uh, I just fell in love with, with learning, uh, teaching, trying new things, uh, as a single arm individual, uh, from, from burpees to pull-ups to, always trying to incorporate as much of my body as possible with my impaired arm and constantly thinking about what it, what this workout's feeling like for the people next to me with all of their limbs. And am I feeling that same thing or is it feeling way different? Uh, so I always had this thought of like, how, how am I working out? How am I getting the same response stimulus that they're getting? Um, and I think I just came a bit obsessed with it. Like a lot of us do in CrossFit. And I just, uh, I kept geeking out on trying to figure out uh, how to, how to change pieces of equipment, how to jump rope with one arm, how to do proper deadlifts instead of one arm deadlifts. Um, this grew into me meeting, gosh, Stouty, I don't even know when we, I don't even know when the first time is we met, probably like working winded games or something, which is like the OG adaptive competition that happened right outside of DC. Like the first one I went to, um, and, and I just, I just knew, I knew, um, you can, John Prescott, the owner of the gym that I go to, the guy who coached me from the very beginning, dear friend and fellow wheel wad athlete supporter, uh, staff member, if you will. Uh, he was with us, or uh, he was there the first day where I came in and I told him, I was like, man, I just, I want to help grow this adaptive platform in this space. Like, I know nothing. Like, I'm clueless to CrossFit, but I'm here to learn and I just want to help be a, a, a figure to show other people like you can do this like one arm no arms no legs one leg whatever the issue may be uh you can do this stuff and it was and imagine the subset community within the already intense crossfit community of of adaptive individuals and how close-knit and passionate and and communicative we were with each other like the, the engine was revving in me. So all of this opportunity that's unfolded from um, getting to join Stouty, which is most recent on, on, on Wheelwalk, uh, is not only an honor, but still like a dream to me. But, uh, but also, you know, the advancements we've made with our, our seminar that we host. I mean, Stouty and I are heading out this weekend to St. Louis to host a seminar there. Um, and that's with Adaptive Training Foundation with Alex Erkenbach and Kevin uh, Ogar. And, you know, we are so lucky to be in this position to create, you know, a really sound education that we're constantly learning and evolving in and, and share that with others and then use this as like 
the pillar for Wheelwad to be this, this, you know, elite athlete competitive side of things and ATA, the Adaptive Training Academy to be this continuing ed, ongoing education for PTs, for coaches, for athletes alike. And like, man, there's so much work to be done, but we are in a really cool place right now with the growth of our participation and the wheel wide open and the wheel wide games and the way we're able to look at movements and better standardize them. So come a long way. And I know I've, I've digressed a bit out of telling you my story, but I just, it's kind of full circle, man. It's just, it's, uh, it's what this whole thing. And I still train the way I did. I do in the beginning. I've been a little wrist injury right now, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's all, it's all connected, you know, meeting these guys and getting a part of a little while. It's something we talk about it, not because we have to, because we want to, we do all this stuff because we want to, not at all because we feel like we have to, uh, we're extremely passionate about it. It makes it pretty easy and a lot of fun. Well, I think you're definitely accomplishing your goal of showing, um, you know, people that have all their limbs that there's nothing that can hold you back. Like the first time I came in contact with you, uh, was at the Arnold in Columbus, that's right. And uh, I went over and watched uh, you guys had a competition going on and I went over to watch that and I didn't know you at the time, but you were competing and you were doing butterfly pull-ups and I'm like, motherfucker, that dude's doing butterfly pull-ups and I can't do them at all. And I'm pretty good at pull-ups, but man, you were flying through those things. And then I think later somebody showed me a video of you doing a clean and jerk that was, I don't know what it was then, but I just saw you doing one of how much? 255, is that right? Well, I, I clean and jerked. 200 which was a big pr at at the wheel wide games in canada and then yeah you saw at that one ton challenge uh i pr'd my my squat clean at 255 yeah it was cool yeah yeah cool for you not cool for me i can't <laughs> i can't get anywhere near that much oh, yeah, man. Man. well as long as you eventually reach the goal of making that arm huge you know good luck with that yeah it'll fun. never happen it's, it's <laughs> So let's, uh, let's talk about some of the stuff going on in the community right now. So the thing I keep seeing in my feed is Wadapalooza coming up and people doing the online qualifier. So give us a little detail on the, the adaptive community for the Wadapalooza comp. Whew. Stouty, you want to talk, talk about that? I know you're entrenched in it right now. Um, so Wadapalooza, I guess it would have been five, almost six years ago, asked if there would want to be an interest in inclusion of adaptive athletes, uh, and they gave us kind of eight spots. They said, here's eight spots, fill them by lottery, uh, and we'll showcase kind of everything. So we had short stature. There was uh, arm amputees, leg amputees, wheelchair athletes, uh, neurological, across the board, kind of like a showcase, but not a competition. Um, but people got to see, okay, what's going on, what's starting to develop. Uh, from there, we came back to them and said, That's, uh, I said, listen, I think there needs to be a competitive aspect of this to grow what we're doing already with Wheelwad and Wheelwad Games. We need to have like this as an actual competition. And they're kind of asking, well, how are you going to standardize it? And we said, well, you know, we're still working on that. It's always a, a moving piece because um, when you're in a situation where you put standing athletes first and then seated athletes, uh, the ability to make it fair is, is difficult. Like we were talking about before, um, Logan going against Logan missing an arm going against the guy missing a leg. It's hard to find that to be st standardized that we can say, okay, this is a fair test of fitness, but I think we do. Well, I know we do the best job at it, but I think we do a really 
good job at it. We're really fine tuning now using subcategories inside those categories for Wadapalooza. So we're, we're deep into it now. Um, we've been working, I've been working on it um, for the last few months, uh, getting the on, online qualifiers going. Uh, Logan, up until uh, the little wrist injury, was going to compete, so I have to keep him in the dark most of the time. But now that he um, isn't doing the qualifiers right now, uh, he's got to kind of see a glimpse into what the other side of this is like, the competitive uh, programming side of it. Um, we're solidly making moves. We're making huge moves, and people don't realize, you know, it's easy for people to sit back and throw stones and be like, well, that's not fair. And that's their only comment. Like, well, that's not fair. It's not like, that's not fair. I think this should happen. I think you should include this or this would make it a bit more fair. But it's easy for people to just stand back and, and, and throw stones, as you're aware. Um, but for us uh, and for myself, I listen. I take whatever notes I can from that. But I don't make changes because people aren't fit. And that's really hard for coaches to hear because they'll see their adaptive athlete and be like, oh, that's not fair for him. I'm like, actually, no, it is fair. He's just not fit enough to do it yet. And they have to be approached like that. And people call me an asshole or fuck you, Saudi. Sorry, I don't know if we can swear on here. Oh, we, um, encourage, we encourage it here. Yeah, so, you know, there's t-shirts out there. Saudi's a dick. Um, but I don't care if you're not fit enough because I just want you to go home and do better. I do care if it's not fair. So I'll listen to the, the comments of, I don't think this is fair because... I can't do this because of my impairment and I'll never be able to do it because of my impairment. Then I take that in consideration. Okay. Okay. Let's make some adjustments. Let's test those out. Let's go back to the drawing board. We do in between these competitions, we're testing athletes all the time. I send them workouts and say, try this, do this, do this at full send, do this at half percentage, like row this as hard as you can. Give me your time. Uh, and then we calculate those numbers and we put them back up against each other. The fittest of the fittest is where I usually take those numbers from because that's the easiest way for us to gauge. But yeah, if you come to me and be like, well, pull-ups aren't fair, but there's two guys with the same disability doing pull-ups for you. I'm like, well, go home and get fitter, man. I, I, I don't have that soft spot for people. Uh, and that's probably why sometimes I get that, um, you know, Scotty's a dick, but I embrace it. I am a dick. Yeah. I, I was sitting here thinking you're kind of a dick. So that's yeah. good. That's good. Hey, uh, so what ultimately, where would you like to land with the classifications then? Are you thinking, I mean, do you want it as detailed as saying, okay, you know, we'll have a classification for people missing a left leg, people missing a right leg or, or yeah. how, are, how are you going to no, do it? I don't want to go to the Paralympic route. So the Paralympic route um, in some of the, um, some of the sports, they get right down to like, there's like 15 classifications and, and it just doesn't really give you what we're trying to find at CrossFit, which is the fittest adaptive athletes. Um, so what I'd like to see is what we're doing in the games right now is standing upper, standing lower, seated with us two subclasses in there being low injury and high injury. So kind of dividing the spinal cord halfway up. And then ideally for someone um, like Mikey, uh, I'd like to have like a, a neuro or a short stature division as well. We just don't have enough athletes competing right now to give them their own division. You know, if you got three guys and everybody gets a medal, it's not, I'm not down for that. Right. I want people to compete. Not everybody should hit the podium just because you show up. Uh, so we, we just, we're building. So last year there was Mikey this year, there's three short stature men and one short stature woman. That's, that's a good increase in my eyes. Uh, 
because those guys will go out and they'll do their social media stuff. We'll make sure that they are well seen. And there'll be other guys who are out there thinking, hmm, maybe I could do this. They see them do it and be like, oh, no, I could do that. I want to do that. I so want to be that thing. Do, do you worry by having a, a short stature division that every CrossFitter is going to want to enter? <laughs> you know what, Jason Ackerman, you know who Jason Ackerman is? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, I think I should compete. And <laughs> he is short. He's probably inside that height line for sure. But uh, – Fucking dumb, dude. Those stats are not just being short. Uh, Mikey will tell you, like, because of uh, dwarfism, there there's some serious um, like joint and and, uh, and mobility issues that come along with it. Um, oh, absolutely. We, we so, should we should introduce Mikey. I'm going to have him on the show actually. Yeah. So Mike, Mikey Swoosh is what he goes by on Instagram and uh, calls himself the fittest dwarf in the world. Um, and then yeah. does a, a hashtag that says uh, Tyrion ain't got shit on me, which I think is hysterical. But that, but that dude back squats like a ridiculous amount of weight. He is so strong and so funny. He, uh, he, does, he says, man, he, he does work. And I think he's going to crush uh, a lot of these workouts. This, these, oh, this is, we've got his, now we've got a subcategory in there for short stature that I think we're getting pretty close to dialed in. I may have missed the mark still on the, um, some of the endurance stuff. I can't give away the, the watch, but, there's an endurance piece coming up, and I may have uh, I may have missed the mark, but I think it's still going to hang, no problem. Um, but yeah, Mikey's a dwarf. Jason Ackerman's petite. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I if I could suggest for the running portion, hamster wheels would be would be amazing. Oh my god! I think it'd be funny. Really? I'm probably going. I'm going to get hate mail for that if I don't edit that out. I may leave no. it just to you see if anybody's that, listening. Man. Just to see if anyone's listening. See. Uh, this is refreshing because it's important to crack some jokes at cripples every now and then. All right. You know, like, hey. like, it's critical that Stouty be hated. I don't mean to be like, you know, put the hate on him, but like if he weren't, if this were a group where we, where it was all about listening to the complaints and then in an aiding to correction due to complaints. Oh my gosh. We would be what's known as in this world as hand clapping events. <laughs> yeah. but, because it's not, it, the only thing we care about, and I do want to reiterate this, is like, because this is the cool part, just in the past like day, I've noticed the interaction I've been able to have with some athletes, the feedback I've been able to get from them, um, that I relay to Stouty, and then we talk about, and then we actually talk about the implementation of the change we'll make to standardizing in some of the programming. But it's that, it's feedback. We, we want to hear feedback. And we want to create fairness and safety. Like we're trying to make it safe. But as Scotty mentioned, you got to get fit to do this shit. Like it, it will be unsafe if you're unfit, if you're not fit enough to do legless rope climbs and you try and you fall from the top. Yeah, that's, but like, what, what, what are we going to do? We can't, you know, put, we can't aid everything and everyone. There is, it's elite. And that's what this platform is meant to be. Uh, and I think that's the really cool part about having us coincide with something like ATA is like we can be that kind of stickler and be like well go back and get better like this is the games this is the elite level um, I think that's pretty new for adaptive athletes if you're not a Paralympian yeah imagine if somebody at the games was like well you saw a little bit this year with the sprints or whatever but imagine some of the games are like that weight's too heavy like people you just don't do that they, they train to get to that point I mean like the first year that Logan was in the uh, wheel walk games the opening event, I'm like, yeah, you're going to run 
a mile and a half. You're going to swim 400 meters open water. You're going to run. Actually, no, you're going to start the workout out with 50 air squats. Then you're going to run a mile and a half. Then you're going to swim 400 meters in the water. Then you're going to run a mile and a half back and then finish with air squats. Their faces, I said it to them and their faces were like, like he's fucking joking, right? Like you were saying he's swimming. I was going like this. And Logan's swimming in the water and he comes out and he throws up this massive, like, fountain of puke and he turns to me he's like stouty i saw i saw the lord out on the water (laughs) (laughs) and people looking at me are like you're gonna make the guys with one arm swim or i'm like i can't even kick my legs i can't move from my just below my nipples down like i swim so fuck it they can swim they got two legs to kick with they figured it out everybody finished that event we didn't lose anybody now we swim every year i think it's great i mean you know i it's funny. First of all, I don't mind making jokes about Mikey because he's infinitely stronger than me. So <laughs> my my jokes are purely out of my own ego, not being able to handle how much more weight this dude lifts than me. It's uh, it's and it's every lift, not not just deadlifts or squats. Like the dude is just flipping strong. True. Um, you know, but I think the thing I want to be able to help with, and and what I always find interesting about the adaptive community, like whenever I see a post, you know people are always like, Oh, that's so inspiring. And I'm looking at it going, Hey, I mean, it is inspiring, but to me, it's no more inspiring than watching, um, Frazier hit a lift, for instance, yeah. like for me, where it's in, inspiring or maybe educational, maybe is the better way to think of it is like, you know, you had to overcome a, a special circumstance to be able to beat me and you are beating me significantly. And so I want to learn from that. Like, if you're able to do that, like, how do I get my lift to 250 pounds how can i get to a, a squat clean with two arms when you're doing it with one it like makes me want to work harder you know so i guess it's kind of my point it's not necessarily an inspiration as much as i think people need to learn from what you guys are doing and the message here that you know screw it you got to get more fit just it goes across all lines of crossfit you know it's, it's kind of the perfect message really and uh you know i mean it still makes you a dick stouty don't get me wrong but <laughs> I'm all right with that, man. I'm yeah, all right. That's okay. I mean, we're all okay with it. Yeah. Um, so we're we're kind of bumping up against time here, but I, you know, I just you know, give me the rundown. Like, what's next for you? What's the next thing up for Will Wad? Our biggest thing now is we got to get we're you know knee deep in uh, Waterloo's online qualifiers. The minute we finish that, we'll be starting to write uh, workouts for Waterloo's. But in between there, we've got to do the open. Uh, and we're in talks right now. We look like I would say 99% sure we're going to move the wheel walk games to the granite games in Chicago. So we're just, uh, developing that there's battleground, uh, events that I did the programming for out in Cali, uh, coming up in November. Um, really those are the big things for us. And then Logan and I for our, our between two of us, is uh, we're doing a lot of programming for athletes out there as it is, and actually a couple affiliates now as well. Um, we have a, a games, a CrossFit Games athlete that you saw uh, at the games this year that we're doing programming for. So for Logan and I, our next move is is business, is turning Wheelwad um, into a uh, like into a business where we can uh, devote more time to it. Because right now we both work other jobs. I own a CrossFit gym and, and an event coordinator. Logan, you know, works for FitAid. So we're doing everything we're doing for Wheelwad is on spare time. So we would like to, 
to embrace it a bit more, be able to jump on that and, uh, and put some time in the day uh, and take a paycheck sometimes if need be. And, uh, and Logan, how about you? What's next for you, pal? Hey man. Yeah. Just working on uh, healing this, this minor, minor wrist injury, little minor setback, but uh, you know what? It's a really good experience for me right now. It's the first injury I've had as an athlete. And um, I mean, you were there, John, and in Saudi, you were there when it happened at the one ton challenge, just too heavy of a, a squat clean. But when CT Fletcher's yelling in your face to give it everything, you give it everything. <laughs> and anyways, um, I, I'm just, uh, having a lot of fun seeing this, like Stouty mentioned, it's been weird wearing two hats and trying to be a, a partner in, in wheelwater organization and be an athlete and be a competitor. Um, it's a relief right now to be able to focus on the organization side of things. Still training. Stouty does my programming. He does my competitive programming for me. The freaking dude has me running, biking, and squatting more than any human should ever been their knees in a week's time. But that's what I'm doing right now. And uh, yeah, doing that and helping helping Saudi with this. And just like you mentioned, I think it's a pretty big announcement that we did, we're going to make on this. But yeah, taking Wheelwad Games to the States is going to be huge. Putting it in an event where we can bring the masses and we can have the big crowd there for our championship. I mean, that's it's our games. Uh, is going to be epic. And um, I'm excited for more podcasts with you, John. Make pods great again. There's a lot more stuff in the works that we're just a little premature to go plotting about right now, but like really exciting stuff coming down the line. Um, and I think it's, it's going to be huge for the adaptive training community. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, I, I appreciate all of that. I think that um, you're absolutely right. Like we, we need to get you your own games. We need to get the community rallied around that. Hopefully this podcast can help you can help you do that. And we'll all continue to work together toward it. Um, you know, and I'd like to have you guys back on several times to continue to educate and talk to the community about the work you're doing, um, you know, help people learn about the different classifications and and bluntly to introduce me to a lot of the athletes so we can get them on as well. I think the community would love to hear from them. We've got to get Mikey on now that I'm sitting here making fun of him. So, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah we'll definitely have him on uh, very, very soon. But uh, and then, Logan, I think you're coming. Are you coming out to Cleveland for the Winter Classic in December? Yeah. I'll be out there as well. Yep. So I'll be working that too. So the CrossFit Winter Classic here in Cleveland, I think it's December 6th, 7th, and 8th. We've got an adaptive seminar maybe on the 6th, if I'm remembering right. Um, I think that's right. And uh, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. It's a great event every year here in in my hometown. So uh, I'll take you guys out for drinks. It'll be good. That'd be great. Yeah. I think if we have time, that'd be a good time to uh, hop on another one. You'll have, uh, I think Stally will be there too. And yeah. Al and Kevin, so perfect. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So we'll uh, we'll do it all together. So I appreciate you guys being on. Uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks a lot. Thanks so much, John.